Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Nightside on KSL, a limited edition summer season. It is a little weird to be back here doing this. Yeah, the weird part's me taking your temperature before each show. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey, streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard here with Alex Carey. Thanks so much for tuning in. We got a lot happening tonight, including the weekly return of Dr. Matt Woolley for a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of complimentary professional mental health assistance, courtesy of the Nightside Project. And Alex, why don't we get started on the mental health talk? Yeah, why don't you we know, get started a little bit early on that? I thought this would be a really good time to tell you that you've changed, buddy. Well, you've, that would You've changed and you've been, you've been super weird during all this. I thought it yeah. was just going to be like an old blanket, but you have totally changed. COVID has changed you, Millard. Well, and I'm not the only one. In fact, around the world, people are reporting massive changes in personalities, including things like formerly social people kind of becoming a little bit non-social. Well, they've been forced to. Yeah, they've been forced to, but um, I wonder if maybe the difference is, is that you like it. <laughs> there could be this thing. I the, Here's the deal. We hear from, and I think Dr. Uh, Matt Woolley has spoken to this a little bit during the time that we've uh, had him on the show during these weeks. And it, it is, you know, people who are the outgoing personality type tend to struggle more during something like this. While we have had people totally, we've had people texting us like, this has been amazing. I don't like being around other people. I hate human beings. I love the COVID because I've been able to not have to go into work as much. I've been able to not have to deal with those people that I usually deal with. And uh, look, you don't even have to go into a restaurant anymore. Food just shows up at your door. The people ring your doorbell and run away. So that's, it works out perfect for those those people with uh, agoraphobia. I don't know. The thing is, is here's here's the part that I worry about, is how much should it, that it change, changes a little bit maybe of the development of your kids, right? And so that's something that's come up during all this as well. And while they – I thought this was funny because in this article that we read – from the BBC that has to do with um, with the suggestion of people's uh, personalities changing during all this. And if you feel like that your personality has changed a little during all this, we'd love to hear from you. 57500. What has your personality changed into? And do you like the new version of you? But there is a personality change laboratory at the University of California. Boy, higher education has gotten to a weird place, hasn't it? Well, I think so. Just because you're not interested, it doesn't mean it's, it's not, not that I'm important. not interested. I'm just saying there is a full on personality change center. Isn't that what they called it? The personality. Uh, yeah. Look, they, they've studied. They studied this stuff, Ethan, and our personality has been changing yeah. during all this. I get it. I get it. We, we're totally acting differently. This is nothing we've ever encountered before. Why on earth wouldn't we change how we think about things? Of course we do. How have you changed? Uh, same old, same old. No, for me, I'm coming into work every day, so I'm still the same guy. Here's You're what I have to. Guy. Here's what I will say. I think that I have become way more. Um, I have gotten a little bit more grumpy during all mm. this. 
I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest. But is that? Do you think that that's permanent grumpy, or do you think that's just? I don't know. You're tired I don't like of it. I don't like the new. I don't like the newer, more grumpy version of me. I hope it. Really, I hope how it do passes. How do kids and wife feel about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that I don't know if it's because I'm look my the ones who get the brunt of this are the kids. I'm way yeah. more grumpy with them, and we I'm see them, and I think we see them more often. I mean, well, that's probably on. why. Yeah, but let me let me just say this. Number one, I'm impressed that you can see that in yourself. That you've got self awareness. I think that's great. But number two, why don't you use that self awareness to to change. change and not be so grumpy? Why would you, why would why would you expect me to change myself during all that? I just came to this conclusion today. <laughs> well, good. Let it be a springboard and say, you know what? I know I'm grumpy. I know I'm. I, it's not necessary. See, before when my kids say, "I hate you, Dad," I would always just go, "Yeah, right. I'm a great dad." Now I go, nah, "I kind of get it. I kind of get it during all this." <laughs> I you say, "I but do they too. Say, Don't worry." They say I do that too. there's this thing called the Michelangelo effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, experts say that this is something that uh, is partly due to the lack of of uh, of, of people's experiences being uh, predictable. We don't have predictable experiences right now. Predictable experiences from work. Uh, we don't have predictable experiences, obviously, from school. And it's just going to get a little bit more weird when the fall rolls around because school's going to be totally different than it well, is. Well, I've I've had I've had experiences with. Excessive grumpiness over the last couple of months, but I don't think that really necessarily represents a change in personality because there have always been things that have made me grumpy, right? Now they're just kind of more and more often and more extended opportunities for for things to trigger a little bit of grumpiness in me. So I don't, I, I wouldn't say that this is like a personality change. You, okay, so what what do you think? What do you think that you have? What behavior has changed the most during all of this pandemic, Ethan? What is your what of your behavior of any of your lifestyle anything has changed the most during all this? I'm eating a lot better. Better? Mm-hmm. You're like the only person I know. You're the only person that we know. Your anecdotal better. Yeah, your anecdotal uh, weirdness does not translate into reality. No, no, no. Listen, listen, because listen to what happened. So. And I'm known. I know I'm not the only one, but this all this coronavirus stuff it, it kind of triggered this general existential analysis, right? And I, for one, and I've never been like this. All right, I've never been a hypochondriac. I'm not saying I'm a hypochondriac, but I've never been particularly worried about my health, okay, at all. And rarely gone to the doctor at all in my life. But reading all these stories about young people, you know, this marathon runner, he was the healthiest guy anyone knew. Then he got COVID and had needs a double lung transplant. It was just crazy stuff like that. And I just could not shake it. And I started to get really concerned about things like that. And that's triggered. I've seen, especially if you add in um, the accident out there on the sidewalk that nearly ended my life. Especially if you count that. I've seen a doctor more in like in the last six months than I have in the last few years. Well, I was gonna Probably say several here's years. What, here's what I'll say is that this Michelangelo effect, if you're anybody worth your salt in the in the psychology community, it is this. It's basically the idea of uh this is the ideal version of me that I think that uh one, I want to see myself as and two what I think that the people who love me or who love me and that are around me uh, view me as, and you start to gravitate, you start to gravitate toward that ideal self image, and and you eating better is kind of a, a sped up effect of that, Ethan. Where you go, you know what? Uh, I don't have to put on the quarantine nineteen. I don't need to put on the quarantine thirty seven. <laughs> 
I, I, put on, I put on the quarantine 19 back in 2019. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is that, is that I think that in your case, you're doing exactly what the psychology says so, that we would do, which is you start to gravitate toward being a better person because you are around the people that you love the most and you feel like you need to be on your best behavior well, but, around the people that you love the most. Okay, so I get that. I'm more I, grumpy at the people that, uh, right now that I love the most. I don't know why. But let me tell you, um, let me tell you what happened, though. So I actually had a an overreaction to something that happened in my life and with my health. And that got me and landed me in the doctor's office with, you know, you know, Dr. Clark, really good guy, yeah. great doctor. And um, it, well, it was nothing. Right. He, he, he could have laughed he, in my face. Didn't he didn't he uh, call it a uh, it was it was it was a uh, it he was got it from the office is pretendinitis. It was pretendinitis. That's what it yeah. was. See, he I thought he was going to say something like, face. oh, because he he's a great doctor. Ethan's and got so, a problem of the blood. That's but, what I thought it was like some old school diagnosis. No, but, yeah, I get but it. But You know what happened, though, is he gave me and these were not hard things and, and they were they were a little bit more specific. And it wasn't the general, well, you know, eat more vegetables and exercise more. See you later. Come for a checkup sometime. Uh, it was it was just a couple of specific things. He said, well, try this and this and this. And it made the biggest deal. And so I went from having this kind of COVID-related general health overreaction. I didn't think it was right. It was COVID. It was, it was right. just I've been so hyped on my health recently that it drove me into the doctor's office. But I'm grateful I went. And I'm grateful that I endured the humiliation of the false alarm. And uh, because it was, I got some meaningful help out of it that really has been great for me. Hey, everybody. And so that's been awesome. Hey, everybody. Join Ethan Millard every night here on the Nightside Project where he tells you how he's better than you. <laughs> Join us every evening, 57500. Hey, I you think got that- Dr. Clark's number. You got Dr. <laughs> Clark's number. Call him. Call him up and say, we hey, moved. tell we me moved. what you told- I cut off all. I We moved. Listen. I cut off all those relationships. You in the cut old off all those ties. I don't know. I told them to burn all my medical files when I leave there too. Just go and just go and say, "Hey, <laughs> tell me what you told Ethan." Dude, I'll sign a waiver. What I'll are the, sign a waiver if you want. Hey, what are those drugs you gave Ethan Miller? Can you give me a double <laughs> dose, please? Five seven five zero zero. This one says, uh, "So much better as well." Go plant based. You've yeah, been doing. You've I've been doing the veggie. You've been cramming the veggie thing down everybody's throat. Well. Um, no, come on. We did our vegan. We did our time as vegans. We we did um, our time as vegans. But <laughs> I, I, we were in like we were in like uh, we were in vegan jail. In jail, yeah, yeah, vegan, vegan prison. Jail. Vegan prison. Vegan, prison vegan Nam. We were in vegan Nam. <laughs> Dude, we did our time. We uh, got hit with that organic napalm. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's uh, I've got a friend actually who's gone vegan and 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 it's turned I, into the most insufferable friend that you have. No, oh, no, sure. Um, but you know, it's a big lifestyle change. So of course well, yeah. people want to process it, right? Going people from, want to process it, they want to talk about it, but it's not an overbearing thing. Going but, from eating, going from eating, uh, you know, burgers every once in a while, having a nice Polish dog to a life that is 100% just bread, Oreos and Fritos is really tough as a vegan. So mm-hmm. congratulations <laughs> to my plant-based friends out there who've made the switch over to all Fritos and, and Oreos. Let's take our first break. How has your personality changed during the pandemic or has it at all? Or are you not that self-aware and you don't care? 57500. The Nightside Project, last three days of the program. 
as we finally have gotten you. Ethan, have you noticed all the numbers going down? The COVID numbers going down as oh, the Nightside yeah. Project We're doing it. is also going down in flames. The co- coronavirus is bowing, bowing to the <laughs> Nightside Project. We're going to take the break here. We'll come back. We've got much more to talk about. We've got a consumer news next. You don't want to miss it. Stay right here. It's the Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard here with Alex Curie. We're getting some of your tags here at 57500. We want to remind people, too. I know you're going to read these texts for in just a second, but I want to remind you. Actual uh, helpful content around the corner on the Nightside Project. Doesn't happen very often, but uh, we're going to be doing it with Dr. Matt Woolley. He's going to be directing us in a little bit of... Uh, cognitive therapy over the radio. And that's going to be great. Uh, so there's that. What, you had a text you want to read from Unky Ben, is that right? Uh, yeah, there, here's one from Unky Ben. I've got a few texts I want to read. Mm. If Ethan goes vegan and starts doing CrossFit, which do you think he'll mm. bring up first? When you I told him, I said neither. You'll bring up your rescue dogs. Your rescue first. dogs, yeah, for yeah. sure. Either that or if you ever run, if you, oh, so help me, if you ever run a marathon and I have to r- run into you after that weekend. And be like, you know, ever since I've been doing the Alex, plant-based diet, I've started running marathons. Hmm. Don't worry, Alex. Don't worry, because I'm going to FaceTime you during the marathon. <laughs> uh, that seems like twenty miles in. I feel real good. I'm so glad that I've been doing vegan. You know, I haven't been. You know, I know a lot of friends who've dropped out of this race right now today because they haven't been going plant-based. They were eating those ribs right before the start of the race. Now they can't get through it. Alex, you got to come do this with me. <laughs> you got to go vegan and start running marathons. Ah, to change your life. Those guys are the worst. Those guys are the worst. I think we figured it out. All right. Uh, Ethan, we got a, yeah. uh, a very important thing right now, and that is some consumer news. For those of you who are still out and using your uh, buying power in the community, this story, these stories are for you. So here we go. Nightside Consumer News. It could save your life. Or not. Definitely not. All right. First up, this uh, there's a Chick-fil-A in Lynchburg, Virginia. They're running out of coins just like everywhere else. Even my gas station, the gas station that I go to, my gas station, uh, they've got a sign up that says, hey, if you can, use electronic yeah. payment because is we're it being running held out of by, coins. Is it being held by a guy on the corner and it's written on cardboard? Because that's actually a scam. <laughs> no. Oh, we're totally short on coins over here. If no, you no, can no. Go it's ahead a real deal. If you could go ahead and throw them right at me, that would so, be great. This Lynchburg, Virginia Chick-fil-A location has put out a call on its Facebook page with this offer. If you bring in $10 of change, any combination of pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, they'll give you a $10 bill. Oh, 10 and, bucks? Wow. And they'll give you um, a free entree. So all you do is bring in $10 in coins, they'll give you a $10 bill and a free entree. That's not bad. That's, that's uh, not bad at all. That's, that seems like a good deal if you've got those coins. If you're still hoarding those coins, I will just say this. You have never cared for change. You pretended like you that change was important to you, but you kept it in your house and you stole it from everybody else. And this It's is- never going to be more valuable than this, you guys. So take advantage of these deals. Here's my question, though, because I know that banks are limiting the amount of change you can get out, but can you, still, can you get 10 bucks out? In change? Oh, uh, I don't know. Because if you can, just go to your credit to... union and get a free lunch. Yeah, you know, go to your credit union, pull ten bucks. Wait, out. they're doing the free lunch at the credit union too? No, 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 no. Go to the credit union, get uh-huh. ten bucks in change. Right. Go to the Chick Fil A, turn it in, you get the ten bucks, you get your free food, you get your free lunch, then drive that ten dollar bill back to the credit union, put keep it back doing in it. your account. You've got yourself. Well, no, no, no. You keep going back for more. You take that ten dollar back. You take the ten dollars back and go. Hey, I'm back. I need ten dollars in coins. 
yeah, and then you go back true. and get another. This could be this it, could guess. be your infinity entree from. Did you say it was Chick Fil A? Mm-hmm. Wow. And and they're giving it to you on a card. The value of like a free oh, wow. a card for like a free chicken sandwich or whatever. That is so that's even better because you can you can hoard them. <laughs> you could, you'd be one of those guys. Did, well, did I pick the right word. Is that the right word? I think word? you got hoard? the right word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, Chick Fil A. And by, this is and before you start pestering our local Chick Fil A franchises, Can't this is out of Virginia, Lynchburg, yeah. Virginia. So you know, and, are and, they doing it here? I have no idea. I have. But heard. I bet. I bet that if I walked into my gas station and I said, "Hey, I've got ten bucks in change. If I give you this ten bucks in change, you give me a ten dollar bill and a free big gulp." Or it's not a big gulp. It's not 7-Eleven. It's a holiday oil. So it'd be a free big swig or whatever it is. <laughs> See, um, if I was and if I was super, pan- free super swig, I bet they'd say yes. I bet they would go for it. If I was panhandling right now, I would say I would write a sign. It would say this: COVID nineteen and the coin shortage have hit me hard. And it wouldn't be untrue. And yeah. that's the whole thing. Is like I could use your extra change. I bet if ever if the collective uh, if if everybody reach into that coin. Uh, you know that that uh, ashtray filled with coins. Do they still make cards with ashtrays? That's kind of a thing of the past. If there's a, if you could reach in that coin drawer on your on your car, uh, and reach and just get those and get those coins out, we could just be rid of that whole thing. That's extra weight that your car has to drag around all year. You're, you know, that's increased gas mileage. You get rid of those coins. Come on. There's another. There's another business that's doing this. It's a brand new Taco Bell in Newman, California. And they are doing a very similar thing. They're saying, hey, if you bring in... Ethan, um, none of this is helpful to me. None of this you, is helpful to me. A California Taco Bell and a Virginia Chick-fil-A? But this is a trend. Uh, this is what I'm saying. I'm trying to point this out and saying, hey, maybe there's some opportunities Look, here. Go in and start to say, can I talk with the manager when you go into your next uh, Chick-fil-A visit? Oh, hi, I just noticed that you guys were not running that free entree uh, deal with the uh, with <laughs> the coins. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I'll just I've uh, I've already done the liberty of pulling out a hundred dollars worth of coins. I just think there's an opportunity. You here. owe me ten entrees. I think there's an entrepreneurial opportunity here to supply these businesses with change. Because why would there not be a need for this in Utah? What all they don't have enough change in California and Virginia because it's all in Utah? No, of course. Utah businesses are going through the same problem. They got the signs on every on every retail business. They got all the signs. Please pay electronically. Or please have exact change. Whatever the case may be. And you don't have to tell me twice. I haven't used coins to pay for anything since the late nineties. Yeah, so I'm, me too. I, I got in on that. I got in on that trend early. The only place uh, I love to use coins, yeah. is and and this is admittedly rare and and uh, not very nickel cade, which by no, the no, way no. is never just a nickel anymore. But no, yeah, go ahead. No, but um, when you're traveling, when you're overseas, when you have the chance to visit another country, isn't it awesome paying in cash? I oh love it. yeah, I love it. I'm like, I'm not paying with my credit card here. I'm paying. I'm, pay, I'm going to pay in cash. Let me count out these. I'm coins. going to pay in your euros. Is that right? Is that how you say them? How many, Euro- kroners <laughs> How many does it take to buy this Hi. loaf of bread? <laughs> Hi, I've I've got these French lira. Are they good here still? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of that. Hi. Hi, I'm in Frankfurt, so I'm paying in francs. Do you guys still accept those, or are we just full-on uh, embracing the EU? Or did you mean the, the, sa- the sausages? Right. Or did you mean the skin the sausages? Ethan, we asked, somebody to, we asked people to text in if they have – just be honest with yourself. Has your personality changed during all this? The answer is, for a lot of people, yes. During the coronavirus, personalities have actually changed. It's an actual scientific fact. So uh, how has it changed for you? How about this one? I'm more grump. I am grumpier, impatient, and everything makes me mad. 
You know this sounds what? like this sounds like I sent this text in right here. You Another know what, person you... says mental health was great until I was reminded that uh, this is the last three nights of the Nine Side Project. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Well, we've done our part. We we, the, look, I, we can't do, we can't give that. any more. We can't give uh, any more. But you and this texture though, this grumpier impatient, everything makes you mad. Yeah. You, you should talk it out, man. You should talk it out with do, maybe with Doctor Matt Woolley or somebody else because fine when Doctor Matt comes on. Well, he knows. Look. He'll just say right off the bat what I probably don't want to hear, and that is if men are more irritable, that's like the number one uh, – that's the number one indicator for like some, some depression symptoms. This is yeah, – that's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up because this – I Ethan, I'm not depressed. I just hate you. I'm not depressed. I'm just mad about you, <laughs> right? I, I had this – I went through this earlier in the spring, and it took a while for me to realize what kind of what was happening because uh, I'd never really experienced it before. And and it's worth it's worth talking it out, man. Your mental health is this just one like says, your physical health. Much more healthy since they shut down the butter your own popcorn fountain. Well, you weren't supposed to drink it. I know it was a fountain, butter but technically, own, butter your own. Big but the Mac. butter your own the butter your own popcorn fountain at the at the uh, movie stores have gone away, or at the movie at the movie uh, theaters have gone away temporarily. But just as an aside, you weren't supposed to put them in your uh, in your fountain drink. All right, let's it take was, our. It was a butter your own Mountain Dew. <laughs> butter your own Diet Coke. We'll imagine? come back. We've got more to go. We've got Dr. Matt Woolley around the corner. I've got questions from our listeners from the last couple of weeks, and it's going to be some free therapy for you. Although I, f- I already feel like I've gotten a lot off my chest this show, so stay with us. More to go. The Nightside Project continues after news, traffic, and weather. is the Nightside Project. I may be super, but I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space, and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome back. This is the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Keery. Got a text here. I need the Nightside in my life. Please oh. don't leave. Uh, I actually got uh, a, a few people have asked us this, and we are going to continue with the podcast. So, you know, we were a podcast for a long time, and then we came on the air to battle COVID, which we did. <laughs> and, which we did. Uh, which we did with such grace. And uh, now we're we're uh, we're going back to podcast, which is our our more natural habitat. Is it? And so. You can find the Nightside Project podcast on iTunes, mm-hmm. on KSL News Radio app, basically right. anywhere you can find great podcasts. Uh, Dr. Matt Woolley, a uh, clinical psychologist, joining the program as he usually does. He is, of course, uh, also one of the hosts of the Project Recovery podcast with Casey Scott as well. And uh, because it is the last, uh, because it is the last week of of the Nightside Project, Dr. Matt, we wanted to make sure that we. We just wanted to send the proper, you know, the proper send off to uh, to Dr. you and, and, a, and a big giant thank you to having you on the program uh, oh. every uh, every week here. So thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, I feel like I should thank you guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I well, know we're you, used to. I know we're used to hearing this song more at a church dance, but I think this it's is been uh, a while since I've been to a church. <laughs> dance. Well, you know, Matt, it's uh, you brought uh, just so much to this show, especially at a time where people really needed to talk things out and. 
uh, and you've been awesome. So thank you. And I and I I think we we say this on behalf of all everyone who's been listening to the Nightside Project. Thank you. It's a great job. Highly valuable. And we've really appreciated it. Well, thanks for saying that. I hope it has been for everybody. I've had a good time trying to be helpful and supportive. It's been a crazy, crazy year so far, and I you think people are banding together and trying to help each other out. Well, here's a here's our first question because somebody actually okay. text somebody texts us in this week, and I'm actually ambushing you with this one. They go, good. "You never ask Dr. Matt how he's doing." So, Dr. Matt, ah. how are you feeling during all this? Oh, that's very nice of them to consider my feelings. Um, you know, to be honest, I a lot of my work is from home now, and it's virtual. But I'm as busy as ever, and actually being home, I get to see my kids a lot more than I, I do normally. And so uh, I'm fortunate in the sense that while there are some stressful things, I, I've been actually feeling great. So thanks for asking. Good. Well, there you go. There's the answer. Now everybody can get off our backs about not giving Dr. Matt <laughs> enough attention. Let's go back Thank to you. us. Enough about enough about uh, enough about us. Let's yeah, talk about you. For like a month, right yeah, there. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, so here we go. Let's. Uh, the first question of the evening says: My mom is in a long-term care facility, and we haven't seen her in person in months. That could be stressful on its own, right? Yeah. But, uh, she's very high risk. They put very high risk if she were to have an outbreak at her facility. How do I process the fear that I have with her and other high-risk loved ones during this time? Processing fear. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, boy, my heart goes out to this person, and there are a lot of people listening that can relate who are in the same position right now. And this is one of those situations that's very common but hasn't been talked about a lot, I think, in the in, you know just out there in the conversation. Um, the, the basic idea here is how do you process fear? You, you need to get out ahead of it instead of waiting for it to come get you. So one of the things that I've heard other people do that is sort of uh, helpful to them is, if possible, connecting with their elderly parent through virtual uh, sessions and then recording those conversations but for posterity, for your own preservation of that connection with your parent who may be in the care facility. And obviously not every person in those facilities are able to communicate, but if that's possible... Uh, another thing is actually be very creative and see if there are any ways that you actually can go into the facility if you have proper PPE, personal protective equipment. And I don't mean just like a mask. This may be a full body gear, but that may be important if you're worried about the, your loved one towards the end of their life. And then the final one, and this is a hard advice to give, but your mom will pass eventually regardless of the cause. And so now is a good time for you to reach out to a, a grief counselor and start feeling prepared for that eventuality. Uh, I, I assume that that's, we, you know, we don't know when, but that will happen in the future. And I hate to say it so directly, but that is the truth. And if you can get out ahead of it and start talking about it with somebody who's prepared to help you, you'll, you'll navigate that situation much better when it happens. Uh, so my dad is in the same situation and not being able oh. to see him. We set him up at the beginning of all this uh, with a Google Duo in his, uh, uh -huh. like, you know, one of these video chat screens. And so um, there's that. And then we were able to work out also with the facility uh, going over to his window periodically, you know, like he's oh, yeah. and being able to kind of just be out there on the grass and his window, you know, with the screen up and everybody with their masks on, at least able to see him. 
and to be within that close proximity. So that's been able to be helpful as well. But there's that, that there's there's that little part of you too that I mean there there's a freak out moment because all of the biggest outbreaks of actual fatal you know the the most uh, you know fatal causes or the uh, or uh, people fatalities of COVID nineteen have been you know, the highest percentage of those have been at the long-term care facilities. And so that's, right. that's a massive thing in our family. We're like, Oh, how, how do we, how do we figure this out? My sister is so much better at this than I am of, okay, we're going to set him up with the Google duo. We're going to have this uh, in-person thing. And sometimes he doesn't answer, you know, that's the other thing is he's got to get over there, turn on the screen. And sometimes I know he doesn't feel like it. And so, uh, but, but it is good to connect that way. So that's a, that's a good bit of it. Those are great. Those are great suggestions. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. It says, how do I navigate the anxiety uh, I'm currently having about my career? Okay, so this is a, the job question. I could see me and my team being eliminated from my office, and the anxiety is almost unbearable. I would almost prefer just to get the bad news now, just so I wouldn't have to keep myself up at night thinking about it. Thanks. That was more of a yeah. statement, but that's just that idea. I think a lot of people can also relate with the anxiety of their job or the continuing their job. Oh, boy. Yeah. A lot of people have already had very difficult things happen with their jobs. Uh, a lot of people are like this person who they're just on pins and needles kind of waiting for the worst to happen. And so I guess what I honed in on there in his question is, you know, I can see, I could see me and my team being eliminated. So to me, there's an element there of what I call catastrophizing looking at and focusing on the worst case scenario, it's possible, sure. But I would say the, the only remedy for that is bringing it back to what you know, not what could be. You have to stay grounded in the present with what you know. If you don't know a lot, then go ahead and gather some information. But the worst thing is, you know, thoughts lead to feelings, lead to behaviors. If you're thinking about worst case scenario, your feelings are going to match that and be full of panic and fear. And the behavior might be what he's sort of hinting at here, which is, you know, I'd rather get the, the worst, the bad news now. I've, I've even known some people who marched into their, doc, their uh, boss's office and say, I think I should just quit. <laughs> and the boss has had to talk them out of it, you know, um, because, because they're, so, they're just consumed with this fear, which is understandable. Uh, the other little bit of advice I guess I have for people in this situation is take back some healthy control by working on what you can do in your current job, but also, depending on your type of profession, maybe you can focus on making yourself the most valuable employee you can, either where you're at now, or if you do end up job hunting in the near future, be prepared for that. Ethan's go- Ethan's already working on that. He's a serial catastrophizer, yeah. and I've told him that there from the know. beginning. This is what, a guy that, who- that whole marching into your boss's office to pre-quit. <laughs> I did that to Kevin once. It wasn't fear though. I was mad at Alex. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh well, yeah. That, that's understandable. That was it. Was probably at the very beginning when we still <laughs> hated each other a lot less uh, than we do now. All right, let's uh, take another break. Let's take a quick break. I oh, got a couple more questions. One has to do with kids and the whole school thing. Another one is. Uh, tragedies and dealing with those tragedies not just the pandemic but seeing some of these other tragedies that people are going through and how to deal with those right now during a time that's really really hard already stay with us dr matt woolley is therapeutic and therapizing with you right here on the nightside project stay with us on ksl news nightside we're all friends here the nightside project on ksl news radio 
Welcome back. This is the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millett here with Alex Keery. This is our final segment with Dr. Matt Woolley. And uh, we've gotten a couple of texts, uh, Dr. Matt. Uh, listeners expressing their thanks to you for spending all this time with us over the last few months. And, uh, again, just an outstanding job. And, and you've got the chance here for this last segment to help a few more people. So, Alex, let's, uh, let's get to another one of these we questions. We do. I also wanted to point out we've got a lot of folks saying, saying very nice things about the Nightside Project and how happy that uh, they have felt during the show, during the days that we've been doing the program. So, Thank you for that. And also, I got a text earlier in the day from uh, Debbie Dujanovic during Dave and Debbie's show, and she was like, ah, the Nightside listeners are even weighing in on our show. I just want to <laughs> – I want to I want to encourage the Nightside listeners to keep texting the Dave and Debbie show with your thoughts about the Nightside project and how much you love it. <laughs> during the- Dave and Debbie, just to, you know, keep them in check. You got to keep them – you know, you got to keep their seat warm. You know what I mean? You got to keep them uh, – on their toes a little bit. So, uh, you know, keep my, yeah, look, it's just part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Matt Woolley, I've, I'm ready for uh, uh, round two of questions here. So, all right, let's do it. This one has to do with kids, and in uh, your specialty of, uh, of adolescence is uh, going to come into play here. This one says, My kids are celebrating not having to go to very many days uh, a week to in person schooling this year. A lot of folks in Davis County uh, got that uh, news this week as well. It's going to drive me nuts with them home as much as they have been continuing into the future. How can we avoid obvious conflict? As I know, they will be a handful when school starts again. I, I think a lot of people got dealt uh, a tough blow there, Matt, when they found out that, that you know we're going to be with our kids a lot more even now going into the next school year. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have to look for the positive in that. But... Um... <laughs> I and my my one of my kids is doing backflips over this because uh, we're Davis County as well. So um, the idea is to get out ahead. I think I've said that twice tonight. Now of of this issue, I, I feel sorry for this parent because they obviously were a little overwhelmed, like many parents have been in the springtime. They don't really say how old their kids are, but the, the term "handful" tells me they're probably younger. So a couple of thoughts. One is um, you're going to need to be a little more organized, and you can't assume the kids are going to do anything but try to manipulate you into fun time. So a week before school, I would lay out a daily at-home school schedule, and please make it visual. Younger kids or even adolescents respond better when something is visual and you don't have to keep repeating it to them over and over again. And so that would just be the obvious when we're doing school, when we're starting, when we're ending. But also post stuff they should be doing and can be doing when their school day is over, but yours isn't. You you know, that's where a lot of parents are struggling is they still need to be working. They're online working virtually. But then when the kids are done, they're running in and trying to get mom and dad's attention and, you know, drive me to the store, you know, come play with me kind of stuff. So, you know, till 5 o'clock or whenever you get finished as a parent, make sure they know what they're supposed to be doing after that. And then build in some daily rewards. Younger kids need daily rewards. And so my my favorite daily reward is extra time for a successful, you know, uh, for success. So extra time for a preferred activity, I should say. So if they want to stay up an extra 15 minutes, which sounds like the lamest reward ever but for, <laughs> but for a kid for it's an amazing year old yeah that's that's the coolest thing ever um and, and like then in the woolly household where we have family. low expectations it's an amazing <laughs> yeah. it's an amazing uh bit of uh reward yeah it's awesome yeah 
And then, you know, if, if all the, you know, if you hit 80% of the kids doing what they're supposed to do during the week, maybe you have a fun family activity on the weekend. But um, making it visual, making it clear, giving them things they should be doing, at, at least all you have to do is point to the poster. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to keep telling them over and over again. You say, read the poster, and, you know, the kids can start to learn to manage themselves a little bit better. I think early on in this uh, in, in this process when we started up and we were having you on, one I, I, we took to heart at our house one of the things, a bit of info that you gave us to. I said, look, kids uh, respond really well to big things being written down on, on places that they the places that they come in contact with all the time. So uh, no screen time until X, Y, and Z or – uh, you know, uh, get your chores done, finish this today, that kind of stuff. And we've, we've uh, taken advantage of it. And, uh, our, our kids are like, these signs have been up for months. Are you going to do anything else besides <laughs> these same things? But, uh, here's the last question for Dr. Matt Woolley on the evening he says, I've seen a lot of stories recently of tragedy, even during the pan, uh, even during the pandemic, plane crashes claiming the lives of young parents. seems like we've had a lot of plane crashes recently. Uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, that mom who lost one of her twins in the car accident, that was yesterday, on top of the shared tragedy already of the pandemic. One of these families I was close with, and I just don't know how they can handle the worst news of their lives during what we feel like is the worst time already of our lives. Yeah, that's a heavy one. That's a lot of doom and gloom right there. Yeah, and this person's expressing, I think, more than just a question. They're expressing how they're feeling and and feeling very overwhelmed and, and probably a little hopeless about about things. Um, this is, you know, hang in there with me on this one. I'm going to start off by saying you really do need to accept that tragedy is part of life, but that resilience results from dealing with our tragedies. It's uh, the, And there's no, you know, rules that say, you know, they can't happen one after another. So, it would be nice if we had a reprieve from tragedies during this pandemic, but that's not going to happen. Accepting it doesn't mean you're okay with it. It just stops you from feeling surprised and taken off guard all the time when these sorts of things happen. But my main advice is this person and many people, in my opinion, need to replace their news watching, except for maybe the basics, which I think is about 10 minutes a day, with reading positive human interest stories. And this may sound kind of funny, Start learning something about nature or the arts. And I know that sounds a little odd, but the reality is nature and the arts are very positive. There's creativity and growth that happen in both of those areas. And instead of watching another round of CNN, why don't you watch a Discovery Channel show on something or learn about music or visual arts, something that you can do virtually at home? It will boost your mood and make you feel so much better. And start reading positive human interest stories. There are a lot of outlets that you can access for that sort of thing. And then probably my final bit of advice is being more active and make sure you're offering empathy and support and service to people that you feel in need of. They, this one woman or man said that they, they knew one of the families in this that she was referring to. So I would say offer support, be help with service. If nobody directly can, I mean, volunteering your time is always a great way to start to see the positive in life. So I would say get out, turn off the TV, get some service going, and learn something positive. Dr. Matt Woolley, 
It's our final moments with uh, Dr. Matt during our uh, our Nightside Project return that was just four months old. And so these last four months have been made uh, a little bit easier with uh, with Dr. Matt's therapy. So we appreciate you uh, joining us on the program every week, Dr. Matt. And hey, thanks so much again, man. It was a lot of fun. And I'm going to come find you guys around the building and and uh, mess with you while you're trying to record your podcast. That's good. That. <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay. Uh, we'll absolutely jam on it. So there yeah. we go. Dr. Matt, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. We're going to take uh, another break here. News, traffic, and weather. When we come back, we got Ethan's headlines. Uh, oh, man. I didn't want to get I didn't want to get it all I didn't want to get all heavy with Dr. Matt tonight but a lot of the questions were so yeah uh, yeah they were but they were but they were good they were excellent questions they were they address they just they spoke right to me so I appreciate that yeah headlines are next what a vegan mom posted online about a request for a babysitter that will absolutely drive you nuts you don't want to miss it stay with us more to go on the nightside project is the Nightside Project. Look at the size of that boy's heat. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It's summer now. They told me this would be temporary. It cannot end soon enough. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. All right, welcome back to the Nightside Project, kicking off hour number two of the show tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it, uh, and we appreciate you uh, weighing in via text at 57500. Uh, here's one. Let's see here. I needed this program in the early evening to give me faith in humanity. Please oh, help. Very nice. Well, you know. Well, oh, please help. Like, uh, I thought they were saying, so what are they saying here? They want the Nightside Project to stick around? Is that what they're saying? Well, we are, we we are as a podcast, so we're oh, going to be there every day. You, are we every day? Okay. <laughs> you don't want to commit to doing episodes every well, day. Well, no. Listen, we'll figure out the schedule. We'll figure I, out look, the schedule. You're the one who is. Uh, you're the one who I'm at. I'm at a radio studio every day. Okay. Yeah. Then there's no, you're you. Right. I'm then the there's problem. you. Yes. I'm the problem. Look, I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you said it out loud. Equi- but I've got this equipment now. It used to be oh, it used to gonna, be a lot harder. Are they going to let you keep it? Are they going to let you keep that? Uh, I'm going to pretend that it disappeared. <laughs> it's weird. Like some guy showed up with some KSL gear on. He said it was he was from KSL. When Kevin calls me uh, to collect, I'm just going to tell him that <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, they never they never uh, dropped boy. off any. No, my. Well, this one gives a suggestion. This one gives a suggestion. Yes, the Nightside Project. By the way. Uh, tonight, Thursday, and Friday. So tonight is Wednesday. We got Thursday tomorrow. Night, we got Friday. Yep. Those are the last editions of the over-the-air version of the Nightside Project for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Who knows when the next global pandemic hits again? Uh, we'll be right here with you again. So, but nobody wants that. So <laughs> nobody. If, no. if the Nightside Project is back, it's a bad sign. All right. That That's we're brought to battle the battle the monsters. Yeah. So, uh, so this one says uh, the Nightside Project is and forever will be the best show on KSL News Radio to have ever existed. We agree. We totally agree. It needs to come back and leave that silly podcast world. Oh, come on. And then this one. Uh, <clears throat> here's a thought to lessen the Nightside withdrawal. Have KSL replay the podcast after Unrivaled. It will send us into restful sleep. Well, well, that's a good point. Look, yeah, it's, it's a. You know what? I'll pitch it as a. Uh, I'll pitch it as a as a health. It, this is a community health situation. Like having Dr. Matt Woolley on, right? Like, hey, look, we're community. just trying to make sure that the community 
uh, gets its uh, good night's sleep. Right, <laughs> we're like the melatonin of radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the we're like the Nyquil of Z, of uh, of, uh, of radio shows here on the on uh, KSL News Radio. It's uh, good. Hey, are we ready for headlines? Oh yes, absolutely. Ethan, you, hit us up with your own headlines. You know, I love I love history. So this headline really, really spoke to me. Mm. But uh, it was 128 years ago that. Uh, then President Wilford Woodruff, the fourth president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, laid the capstone on the Salt Lake Temple. It's that oh, giant yeah. sphere up there. Yeah. Uh, well, inside they had put a time capsule. Sure. And so this week they actually cracked that thing open. And I thought that they just, you know, split it at the seam. But no, they actually had to really chip in, cut in and chip in and right. start retrieving. It's like they basically just put stuff in the cement and then... And then, like, poured it together, like, put it together. It was kind of, uh, yeah, it was. I don't really little, get how that works. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, anything that wasn't metal suffered quite a bit up there <laughs> and was in very, very poor condition. But one of the things that I think was awesome was that everyone that was up there on the platform, when it got ready to close, they started throwing stuff in, like personal items. Oh, yeah. Including, and this is one thing that I think is awesome, is guys actually, apparently in preparation for the moment and knowing maybe a little bit ahead of time, actually took coins and they carved their own names on the coins. That's funny. That's cool. And then flipped them in. Yeah. As it started to close. And they've got all these random coins in there that did great. They totally survived. They survived better than anything else. Yeah, the, and coins, would got, have been, the coins would have been the best thing because... Uh, yeah, and it's got the names of, like, random people. And you can only imagine that maybe someone, you know, quickly scrawled in the name of one of their kids or something like that and threw it in there. And, it in the and I, I hope at a certain point um, they've got photos of... <laughs> These items, you can see this story at KSLNewsRadio.com. They got photos of the items. But I hope that they release, like, high-def images of these so that people can see it. I think it's a cool thing to have for It was a little bit of a bummer that uh, – it was a little bit of a bummer that it was – that so much of the stuff just came out so poorly. And, yeah. and, they, and it was kind of like this. They, they said, well, we knew that we weren't going to get much because – it's not. It has not been sealed off from the elements for 128 well, it's, years, and it's problem- been in a, it's been in an outdoor situation, uh, essentially. And and you know, uh, these are buildings and and concrete and all these. Things, these are kind of living, breathing things. You know, their their water is in and out. You know, air the 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 weather is, can is be, off yeah. and on, and and mm-hmm. that's why they busted open a lot of this stuff, and a lot of it was just uh, you know had kind of. Turned to dust. Almost, well, and the the problem is, is that their their initial thought was they could split the seam around the you know around the equator, and then pop it open. But what had happened is the capstone has been filled with concrete, and right. as concrete cures, it leaches all that water out, and sure. then they just sat there. So these are things that have been basically been damp <laughs> since day one. <laughs> since you and know, then it cured, and then it cured, and then they when it cures it. Uh, you know, then it then it sets as that gross version of whatever it was. So, yeah. hey, uh, are we going to put another one in there on the next go round? Because if so, I'm showing well. up with a I'm showing up with a coin on my with my name on it. I'm throwing well, that thing in there. How are you going to get up to the top? Because these the people that threw it in there were the people that were up on the platform. I, I'll figure out a way. You'll figure out. if well, anyone can, you well, can. Well, here's the thing: if I'm not invited to the platform, chopper five is the next best thing. Well, how far can you throw? Because I'm <laughs> thinking, I'm what saying. if you're like oh, I'll what if put you're like over at I'll the hotel like, Utah. No, that's the thing. I'll like I'll have like 200 coins in my pocket. 
Chopper 5 flies over, I'll just throw them all down there. Just start pelting all the people who are on the platform. I'll be like, hey, put that one in there for me, would you? That would uh, probably work. Uh, this person nailed it. We're not smart enough, obviously, for this. Uh, the NyQuil Project. That's uh, The NyQuil Project. That's, yeah, there you that's go. what we are. <laughs> that's what we are. All right, next up on, this, uh, on today's headlines, um, a mom is facing backlash after sharing her list of demands for a new babysitter. Uh, the woman on oh uh, who remains unidentified this? shared her ad for a vegan-only caregiver. Now, I don't think that it's too much to ask for. No, for no, no. But let me read it to you because here's the thing. I so I saw this actually. I saw this on the subreddit um, choosing beggars, which is like this thing where it just is. It it is it is a it's a subreddit that is just totally dedicated to people feeling very bold about asking for stuff or thinking mm-hmm. that they need free things. And this one was absolutely one of those. So I saw it and then it actually made it into the, on the, on the, like a mainstream news thing because this lady got, got just absolutely blasted over this thing. So here was what her ad was. Did you see this? Yeah. It said, here's what it was. Uh, it said, uh, so you have to, Oh my god. I'll just read it. I'll you read, read it. Yeah, you read it to me. Looking Let me see if I can. Looking for babysitter do this. to come to my bed, to okay. bedroom condo from 6:30 a.m. to 6 p.m. So this is 12 hours. This is 12 hour day, yep. Two girls, 6 and 2, both well-behaved and polite. Okay. Great. Handful there. By the way, let me just read through the lines here. They're 6 and 2, they're not well-behaved or polite. Keep going. <laughs> Must provide food, vegan organic food only, okay, so they so have to bring the food. So stop. The babysitter has to bring the food. Yes. That's that's the part that got people going. Okay, so you're already asking Showing up from 6A to 6P. This is not even... I know, we haven't even cracked the service, but I'm just saying 6A to 6P, and you're required to bring... To provide vegan a vegan-only diet to the 6- and 2-year-old. Continue. Uh, must submit criminal background check. Got it. Must be smoke-free. Got it. Okay. We'll pay a $5 bonus for a clean record. A okay, $5 bonus. Great mm-hmm. job. Thank you. Women only. Fine. But did must you see, work- too, they, they, would, they said, uh, we'll give you the $5 bonus for having a clean background check. But it said very specifically, but I am not paying for your background check. Yeah, yeah. Not paying for the background right. check. Must work weekends with no notice. Oh, of course. Now, here's the deal. This, the is, this sounds like a listed, joke. This sounds like a joke. This is a joke. The price is listed as weekly. You know how much she's willing to pay? I, $100 a week. There you go. $100 a week. So, if hey, we are still conducting business, wages will go up to 150 a week after six months. No, you cannot sleep in my condo. No, you cannot have friends over. No, you cannot study or watch YouTube or be on your phone while on duty. Can you believe that? I hate, this. Shift, I hate wh- this lady so much. And I know it's easy to hate her because of the vegan stuff that she put in there, that she that you had to bring a vegan diet. The thing that, that stinks about it is she thinks that she thinks that she's more important than anything on the planet. Not her kids. Not her kids. Uh no, she doesn't she doesn't understand the value of a dollar. She doesn't understand not, the value of a of an hour's work. And it does and not that's a problem. She, again, I don't think it's too much to ask for a vegan sitter or at least someone who will prepare vegan food for your right. kids. Hey, I've those, got, if those are the terms, those are the terms. Right. right. They say, Hey, look, there's there's almond milk in the fridge and uh fake chicken shaped chicken nuggets in the in the freezer. That's I don't what they're even be think having. I don't even think it's too much to say, hey, you need to. You're in charge Gosh. of the food. I hate. I don't this even lady think it's so too much. much for that. No, it is. You got to pay for it. You know what I mean? Well, you yeah, gotta yeah. Say, that's exactly hey, right. We've got a hundred fifty dollar a week budget for food. It's going to be your part of your responsibility. To will be to up. to uh, get the food, bring it, and cook it up, and have it stored. You manage all that, but then you got to pay for that. Yeah, this because you know what that is. So bad. That's extra things that happen outside of when you're the. You got to pay for all that, right? 
It's crazy. I hate this lady so much. Could you imagine being at her house? First of all, you got to be there 6A to 6P. So that means you leaving your house, waking up at 5 and leaving your house at 530 and getting there if you're even kind of close. And then you get there, and then you know she's not showing up at 6, by the way. She's rolling up at 714, and she's going, okay, so what did they have for lunch? What did they have for – because you're feeding them breakfast, lunch, and dinner at that point. That's all of them. And, and again, I cannot stress enough, if this lady is their mom, that two- and six-year-old, bless their hearts, they're massive disasters. Okay? Yeah. So – I want this lady. I want this lady to get. Uh, I want this lady to be arrested. I want. I want the child protective services to show up and be like, "Look, we saw your ad, and uh, we didn't. Cr- we didn't pass the criminal background check, and neither did you. So here we go. You're gone. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. We got to take a break. When we come back. We got. Oh, we got some fun stuff to do. Yeah. We got, a, we got a we uh, got a new studies right around the corner. You don't want to miss this. And we're also this. doing a news for the one percent. So all you rich people out That's there, right. get ready. We do have a news for the one percent coming up. If you if if that pertains to you, and a lot of our listeners are high class and high brow, and so it will pertain to you. Stay with us. The backseat driver. What the future of being a backseat driver looks like. You are more helpful than than you're being given credit. Stay with us on the Nightside Project. Nightside. Nightside. We're all friends here. The Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. All right, welcome back. The Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard here with Alex Keery. Just a few segments left here on the show. We appreciate you tuning in. We really do. Alex, are you ready for a nice new study segment? Oh, uh, you caught me off guard because I haven't been a. I haven't been planning it except for all night, dude. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm totally ready for this. Let's do it. Informing and confusing you all at once with the latest scientific research, studies, and polls. It's Nightside. New studies. All right. How do you deal with backseat drivers? Do they bother you? They don't really bother me. I just ignore them. I'm good at ignoring things. I'm good at not letting things. So The thing is is that it's not about... It's not about the tips that the backseat driver gives. It's yeah. uh, it's the source. You know what I mean? That's what I've determined. People don't hate backseat drivers. They don't hate getting... They hate certain backseat drivers. They don't drivers. hate getting information. They can't stand their sister-in-law. You know what well, I mean? A, they, can't yes. stand, they can't stand their own husband. And so they then don't they want go, it to come from their uh, wife. Yeah. He's the worst backseat driver ever. And you go, no, that's not what we're saying. Um well, what we're saying is, is this marriage is in shambles because when you tell me that actually you need to take a left up here because it's a one way street going up six south, uh, you need and, and you're telling and, me that you think I'm stupid, and right? You don't and trust you're me. and you're a total fool for not remembering that we live in Salt Lake City. I'm saying that as an example. <laughs> so, but you know what? For all you naggers out there, you've got some ammunition before that you didn't have before, and that is according to a new study out of uh, the University of Waikato. Apparently, backseat drivers are actually helpful, and they can help reduce accidents for drivers over the age of twenty. Four. There you go. Basically, having a passenger look out the window and telling you whether or not it's clear. It's actually very, Here, very helpful. It's like what do you remember? Things. Do you remember back in the day when you were like a teenager and you'd go, uh, like you maybe you had to grab. I don't know. We did this all the time. My friend would go here, grab the wheel for a sec, right? And they'd get in the back seat. They'd do a couple things and then they'd jump back in the front seat. And then I'd go, boom! I was driving. What home. on I'm just, earth? They I'm would just like kidding. physically no. get in the back no, seat. No, no, no. But you know when somebody would go. 
uh, grab the wheel real quick. And you do the thing where you grab the wheel. You never did that? No, yeah, of course we did. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's moronic. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a very um, teenage thing you know, to do. You know, what, you know what I never liked? And this happened to me because I had I had friends that drove before I did. And so I had zero driving experience. And this is what always gave me so much anxiety. Hey, will you tell me when I'm clear over there? Oh, <laughs> I know. Like when it's clear to go, you know, like if you've I'm not got gonna like, look myself like a I will just like implicitly entry into traffic. I will and just go, implicitly trust you with all this information uh, that will that will either keep us alive or kill us. Yeah. And, and I you won't look, look it's like, well, th- there's Why? a car way down there, but I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what your comfort level is. I, and I don't know what the brake horsepower is on this car either. So I don't know exactly what kind of a what kind of a, a head start you're going to need here mm-hmm. on this uh, sprinter van going a thousand mm-hmm. miles an hour. So I'm the same way. I I'm very conscientious of not being the person who tell who says very much in the car. So if somebody's struggling while they're driving, I just leave them to it, and I'm like, you know what? Our relationship is more important than me giving you helpful tips on driving. Yeah, I'm, I'm like gonna that keep, too. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and yeah, you know what? It'll take us an extra 13 minutes because you don't know what you're doing, but I'm cool with that. You know, we're all right. Yeah, five seven five zero zero is a text number. If uh, if the if if a backseat driver, if you are a backseat driver, or you're one of those people that says I hate backseat drivers, uh, this one, Ethan, was an interesting. This is from Science Daily, and I thought that this was a weird headline. From This is an actual study here, a source for your latest research news hmm. from Science Daily. Here's the punch. Here's the, the, the headline. The, it's the also punch a punchline. <laughs> Hedonism leads to happiness. This hmm. is not, listen, for all you moms out there and dads who are driving your kids around, they, they do not need to hear this, okay? Because they'll bring this up in the future for a long time to come. It says, relaxing on the sofa or savoring delicious meal, enjoying short-term pleasurable activities that don't lead to long-term goals actually contributes as least as much to happy life as self-control. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that terrible? So they're not talking about hedonism as like going crazy. No, no, no. They're talking about about just like full-on pursuit of short-term happiness. Short-term pleasure. Yes. Which like a great meal or something that's short-term. Okay. Really? So saying, so this saying, is interesting. They're saying that all those things, all those things they told you about how, hey, listen, nobody, nobody ever got happy just going after all these, th- all these fun things. All right. The answer is you're a liar, Dad. All right. You know what? This study feels right. <laughs> At least for this, for this short top or for this uh, short segment of our show, for sure. It, it feels Think right about for it. sure. Think about it. Because conquering it, it, a long-term goal through. A lot of through a million short term uh, difficult successes. Yes, there is something in that. Is that is that better than the than the aggregate uh, amount of happiness that you feel on just eating of of a bag of potato chips every other day on the couch instead of going out and doing your six mile run? You know what I'm going to correlate this to. I'm going to correlate this to when rich people tell us that money doesn't bring happiness. Oh. <laughs> it's true. Oh no, yeah, you know, because that's because what everybody that's else what correlating. And what is the study? And look, that sounds right. That sounds right as a until, philosophy until you think about right. it. Right, and then you go, hold on a minute. Who said that? And then they go, oh, Bill Gates. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a skewed study. It's either Bill Gates who tells you that, or the hot, uh, poor lady on that movie you know what i mean yeah no and and so the rich guy would tell you that right because he wants you to feel better 
about how he has all the money and you don't. Right. And then, you know, if a poor person tells you that, well, how would he know he's poor? How does he know that, you know, wealth doesn't bring you happiness? These guys are a bunch of liars. Look, you know what those people are? They're rich and they're a bunch of liars. They're trying to keep that wealth for themselves. They're trying to encourage you from not pursuing. All you are is a – this is – Ethan, you know what this is? This is the global conspiracy of rich people to keep you and I down. Why? Finally, we found it. Us, I yes, knew it was there somewhere. By giving everybody this fake thought of, oh, because all that is is they're going to have to share wealth with you. If you become successful, they're going to have to share. That's that. That's going to go. That's going to spread around to them. That. They don't want you up there. Now, Listen, start listing off things. You they, can start lift, listing off things, and I'll tell you if I if uh, if money will bring me that happiness. Um, nice car. I can buy it with a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I'd be happy. There you go. Great so, education for your kids. Okay, uh, tons of money you need for that, and guess what? Uh, that would bring them a lot of happiness. Now, let I me think, tell you this. Let me tell you this. Okay. My wife is a business finance person. She's a she's a financially minded. Uh, that's her. She she is a budgeter and all those things. Let me tell you what her number one thing she would say. And 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 we're not like and and we're not like doing the living to paycheck to paycheck thing. But I'll tell you what. A hundred. I saw it online the other day. Someone said I got ninety nine problems. All of which could be solved uh, by uh, by me getting a lot more money by having yes. an increase in salary. Seriously, that's it. And you know, and you know why you know why they tell us this. You know why, why they say money won't buy happiness. It's because you can't get rich unless you have people that are willing to work for you for ten dollars an hour, right? Or a hundred dollars a week as you, a vegan babysitter. You've got to have people that are willing to do the work for basically no money, and then you tell them, hey, you know what? It's okay. I don't have to pay you anymore because money won't buy you happiness anyway. If you're that vegan babysitter ad, that's what you say. Hey, listen, money will not buy your happiness. So just go ahead and work for me for $1.74 an hour, as a uh, texture put it. Uh, we're going to take the break here. 57500. When we come back, speaking of rich people, we got to keep our eye on those folks. So we'll have a news for the 1%. The stuff, these are the headlines the rich people are reading across the world. You need to know about them. Stay with us. The Nightside Project continues after news, traffic, and weather. is the Nightside Project. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? We passed that. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It is a little weird to be back here doing this. Yeah, the weird part's me taking your temperature before each show. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome back. This is the Nightside Project. Just a few segments left on tonight's show. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Keery. And uh, we want to resurrect something that I, I don't think we've done yet. This this is an old school Nightside segment that I don't think we've done this new limited edition spring slash summer season. And that is the news for the 1%. Are we oh, ready to roll yeah. with that, Alex? Uh, yes. And if you're familiar with how we uh, do things on the show, we ask that... Uh, only those who are in the one percent are uh, are listening to the program. Oh, I thought we had the. I thought we had the. Uh, oh, she's got yes. Amber has it because you know what, Ethan, I can't be bothered to touch the, my mm. own buttons here. Yes. Somebody will usually do it for me because I'm in the one percent. Let's do it. If your net worth is more than ten million dollars, Nightside dedicates these stories to you. I it's news for the one percent. You know what music this is. This is like a Falcon is, Crest or something. Or a right? Dynasty, right? Dynasty, yeah. Either way, 
taking me back. A very unreasonable show about rich people in the 80s. I don't know what we were so obsessed about. Remember Heart to Heart? The same kind of thing where it was like... (laughs) like Dallas? Dallas, yes. This rich white person (laughs) is trying to figure out their lives. Tune in this week. It just is so unrelatable, but I think it was this like thing where you know what I'm gonna do. Ourselves. Is know. Dynasty streaming somewhere? It's got to be, right? I'm gonna find it. And watch I'll it. tell you where. You know what? If you can't find a show like that streaming, you know where you find it is on uh, Texas. By the way, if this is if that's Dynasty or Falcon Crest, either way, it's uh, it's a show. It's a show about uh, the Untouchables. So five seven five zero zero. If that if you can remember what that music is, no, but uh, YouTube's got a lot of that stuff on there. So you can find all full episodes of that stuff. Apparently, it's on the CW, Netflix, Prime Video, YouTube, Google Play. Okay. Oh, there you go. All those things. But the problem is, is do you really want to buy that? No. No. But if I could find it in someplace I already have Something a subscription. Something you already have. Yes. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'd, I'd, Look, I'd Ethan, grab it and watch it. Look, Ethan, I think it. this is a perfect text that deals with uh, news for the 1%. Nobody frowns on a jet ski. That was from our conversation about uh, how money actually does buy happiness. Mm-hmm. Don't let the rich people lie to you. Nobody frowns on a jet ski. I thought that go, that's going on a t-shirt. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so they said that's wheel of fortune. Uh, Brandon does. Brandon, you know what you're talking about. That's, that's not, not wheel, wheel of fortune. fortune. Oh, is he just talking about uh, Pat Sajak and uh, and <laughs> and Vanna White? Just a couple of a uh, couple of rich white people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, who are like basically trying to help you out, give you a little bit yeah, of their well, extra Yeah, well, you remember cash. Vanna White with all she'd wear all those diamonds and everything oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, amazing. All right, all uh, right. Miller, First up have? on news for the one percent, uh, Lamborghini uh has uh you know the fun little car company they make those cute little cars <laughs> of which i have three or four they're okay uh they've just unveiled a new supercar known as the essenza with a z mm-hmm. scv12 here's the problem though you can buy it but you can't drive it on the road it's not, not legal on the road oh uh, we so do. so uh, can you here's can the you deal. buy it in italy though yeah, yeah yeah i mean you can buy it here's what they here's what Lam- lamborghini will do for you they keep it for you in a special garage at the company's headquarters nice. in Italy. Great. Uh, they, you will have access to a secure webcam feed, so you can look at your car whenever you want. <laughs> and then, if you That's want to drive the car, if you want to drive the car, you have they to call will, a guy. You have to call a guy and go, "Will you drive it for me?" They'll ship it to any racetrack in the world. They'll okay. ship it to you, but they'll ship it to a track. Right. And then... And so you'll probably have like a Lamborghini uh, like concierge yes. who takes it from the shipping port to the racetrack. Maybe they get there 45 minutes. there on a truck. Maybe they get there 45 minutes late because, you know, he was taking the long route to get there to the racetrack. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even get... And then they put it back up on the truck before uh, when you leave, too. If you, if you want, Lamborghini will also provide a professional race car driver to coach you on how to get... The most speed and enjoyment from your supercar. How would the this benefit? Will, how would this benefit you at all? Well, you own a race car, basically. The company also hosts special events throughout the year to let Ascenza SCV12 owners get together and enjoy their cars as a group. <laughs> Only forty of the cars are going to be produced. Uh, it's going to be held. It's going to be held at the Rome Chuck E. Cheese this year. Uh, most of the cars, most of the forty, are already under contract. But a few are still available. See, of course they are. Uh, the thing is, is if they say we're unveiling a new thing, a bunch of rich people go. I want, I'm going to put some. I'm going to put my deposit down right now. They don't even well, know what it is, but they just like to mm-hmm. have that. Uh, 
you know, it's in, there. There are certain car companies that if they say we're coming out with this new thing, Ferrari, Porsche, uh, Lamborghini, these are all these are all companies that if you say we're going to have this new thing, you're they're going to be sold out before they're before they're even off the production line. Um, they have not released the price for this car. Uh, yeah, but that's it's expected a, to be. You know it is? It's the car equivalent, Ethan, of the. Uh, if you have to ask, you can't afford. No, it. it's the market price on the on the menu. Oh, <laughs> the market, you know, <laughs> the seafood. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's expected to be upwards of two million dollars. Mm, yeah, this car is like a special passport to the most exclusive world of Lamborghini. That's according to Lamborghini's chief engineer. Yeah, at the bottom of that, they put this car is not a passport. <laughs> <laughs> this car is there a passport. Is no such world, you uh, have no exclusive. By the way, at all. please bring your actual passport to get to that track in Modena to be able to uh, to drive it around. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? I I just think, look, that's good for them. Good for those people. Ethan, you remember Jeff we- Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. Uh, in one of the most uh, tracked divorce proceedings in the history of of rich people divorces. Well, yeah, it was the biggest divorce in history. Yes, uh, by a mile. Yeah, the uh, the CEO, of course, and the uh, the guy founder who, of Amazon, founder of Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos, his now ex wife Mackenzie Bezos, who was uh, who was able to get uh, seventy one billion dollars apparently from her uh, from being able to hang out. Uh, oh, it says oh it says this uh, oh. She only has she only has uh, uh, a net worth of thirty six billion, according to Forbes. Mm. That's not a bit. Yeah, and most of her wealth comes from that four percent stake in Amazon. Yep, which is part of the divorce settlement. So uh, she is given uh, has dedicated one point seven billion dollars to charity. So she has pledged uh, one point seven billion dollars to distribute to be distributed across organizations committed to Rachel uh, Rachel just a girl named Rachel no <laughs> racial gender equality economic mobility public health and climate change and more so one point seven billion dollars wow yeah look good for her well you know what it is is she's showing up the guy that uh, has four times that amount of money right and yeah. he goes. Look, I've got my my net worth is much less than yours, and I'm still going to be giving way more than you're going to. He's like he's like handing out extra face masks at the office at uh, for the Amazon Prime workers. So, mm-hmm. so there you go, Mackenzie Bezos, uh, who by the way she is apparently the fourth richest woman in the world just by getting divorced from Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, I actually love. Can that you believe story. that? I love it. It's amazing. She deserves it, Ethan. Yeah, well, that's true, and, and I'm I'm glad that she's looking to do something good with it. And there there are a number of billionaires. In fact, uh, the Huntsmans have signed up for this, or John Huntsman Senior signed up for this. He signed that pledge. I forget who first rolled out the pledge. Who rolled out the pledge? Was it? Uh, uh, it might have be, been the Mac, the Microsoft guy. It'd be a great bet to say uh, to say not Paul Allen, the other one, uh, the guy that that's still alive. Yes, yeah, the guy. Um. Why can't we come up with his name? <laughs> I can see his dumb face right now. And He's I the richest. Khakis. He was the richest man in the world. No, I know. For so long. I know. He's lives got in, the glasses. Lives in Seattle. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. You yeah. did. Ethan, oh, this man, is. That was crazy. I know. That was weird. So I was. Bill I was Gates... watching his face, and I'm going, "Why am I saying Paul Allen? Like that's like the." <laughs> Bill Gates. Uh, I I swear it was him. Came up with this pledge. That he invited his fellow billionaires to sign, where basically they said, 
when we die, we're going to give away basically all of our money. Right. At least like three quarters of their worth. Right? Yeah. And uh, which I which I think is is very admirable. Uh, here we go. Millard, mm-hmm. th- this headline for the news of the one percent is basically also it should be a script in Hollywood. Super rich Russian battles Chinese rival in the hunt for African gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> so, so this guy Alexei Mordashov, which by the way also ripped from the script of a James Bond movie of a yeah. villain, he's the uh, billionaire chairman of Sevastrol PAO, which is the world. Uh, it's a Russian steel and energy company. Okay, so this guy apparently he's got a beef with. Uh, with this, with his Chinese gold hunting rival, and they are both trying to move. Like they say that this, this, uh, their company is closing in on a gold deposit in Ghana, and uh, apparently, I don't know. I would just assume there was like a bet in there somewhere. Yeah, I just thought that the headline "Super Rich Russian Battles Chinese Rival in the Hunt for African Gold." We have well, got to write is, that as a movie. Is, well, and and this is kind of all part of of America's withdrawal from the larger world stage because you've got uh, Russia's moving into the Middle East as America's leaving it and uh, almost at our invitation Russia's taking control of large sauce of the Middle East and China is moving in aggressively in Africa we've over the last four years we've aggressively cut our investing in Africa and China's ramped it up and so um, we're really withdrawing and, and this this fight between Russia and China I think we're gonna see more of as we just withdraw and hand over power to china let's take the break here it's our final break of the evening five seven five zero zero one of our final one of our last final breaks of the nightside project here on the air as we of course are sunsetting the program we'll be back to normal quote-unquote programming on monday with unrivaled coming on from seven to nine and uh, jeff kaplan going all the way up to seven o'clock we'll be right back more to go on the nightside project you've had a long day so have we the Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. All right, this is the Nightside Project. It's our final segment tonight. Drop us a text 57500. What did you learn tonight on the show? Let's uh let's hear about it. What did you learn tonight? 57500. I've also got a great Zen headline. Uh, I got a text uh yeah, what do you got? I, I got a message on Twitter from Ryan. Ryan said, hey, you know, are you guys still going to do the podcast? I said, yeah. Uh, and then I said, and we're still going to do the Zen headlines, so keep them coming. Ryan's I love been, how you're I love how you're super committed to it, and you're the one who was the hardest to get a hold of. Well, but so this is why. This is why we struggled so I'm much. Like is because, hey, Ethan, uh, you want to do the, you want to do the Nightside Project tonight again? Oh. You, you're, the, the problem has been this, okay? You're, uh, you're, it goes to me now. Huh? You're there. No, 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 oh. it's not you, but it's just reality. Okay, you're their broadcast house. You've got access to the studio at any time. I have to come drive downtown, and that's harder to do, right. like in the middle of a workday. Hey, you know, randomly kind of drive downtown. Having this equipment here, this is a game changer because we really can, you know, record as often as what we What you buy. should do is go, thank you so much. Write a letter to Kevin. And be like, uh, just a quick thank you. This has been an amazing process for me. We've had a lot of fun doing the show. Thanks for bringing it back for just, even if it was just for a little bit uh, during the COVID. Uh, and, I, and thank you so much for this uh, complimentary equipment. Uh, it's gonna do. It's gonna go a long way. Thank you so much. Bye bye. No, I've changed my phone number. I uh, haven't. I haven't received the new phone number yet. But uh, goodbye. 
I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to say, you know, it's okay that you never brought any radio equipment to my house. Uh, it's that fine. I, just, I never got it. It's okay. Go. We, we figured it out. I thought so. it was weird. I thought it was weird that you said that engineer was going to show up with all that radio equipment and never did. You should fire him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or her, whoever. I don't know who it was. Uh, all right. All right. Five seven five zero zero. What did you learn tonight on the on the show? Get uh, that in here. I've got to. I've got to play the music. Isn't that yeah, right? Yeah. Get Isn't the that music. What that going. means. Yep. Okay. So the end of the show with the music. Um, gosh, you figured. You figured we'd. Uh, We'd figure this out by now. When I say we, I mean you. Would figure I, this I'm out not by playing now. the music. No, no, Although no. I can. This, so this little board that I have, I can actually load sound effects into these different cool. buttons. I'm glad, you've, I'm glad you've now made me aware of that four months into our four-month project. Would it have been helpful to have had me playing, hitting some of these? Well, you wouldn't be telling me the whole night, you know, every night, uh, so, uh... I just know how much you like to control things. Well... I don't know. Don't act like I'm that guy. <laughs> don't act like I'm that guy. That's All right. For, come on. Here is uh, here are a couple of texts here. Um, five seven five zero zero. What did you learn tonight on the Nightside Project? I learned that money does buy happiness. No, just kidding. I always knew that to be the case, but I much appreciate the reminder. Uh, someone else texted in something related to money. It says I got advice in college from a very successful person. They said, don't worry about anything that money can solve. Now you just need to worry about making enough. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, a few others coming in. I, re- I really will miss your program. Thanks for spending most of your summer evenings oh, with us. Yeah, you bet. Well, it's been our pleasure. Yeah. I'm so sad. I love Nightside. Don't be sad. We love it, too. Yeah. Uh, and again, as Ethan's put it, the, the podcast will be at least 30% as good as the live product. Oh, at least, <laughs> at least. What we mean is it'll be thirty percent the length of uh, of the uh, of the show. So yeah, there you go. yeah. Someone goes, yeah, the podcast. You guys are super consistent at putting them up every couple of months for twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was just that it was just toward the end there, toward the beginning of the end, toward the end of the beginning. Yeah. What? I'm confused where we are. Uh, I learned that life is short. And enjoy the simple, dumb, fun things. Oh yes. yeah, that's a. Which one are you and I? Simple and dumb. Which one? Simple which? and dumb. <laughs> We're interchangeable. Uh, I learned that I'm. I'm going to have to share the uniqueness of my Lambo with forty or fifty other guys. Kind of a turnoff. That's from Brian. I love how uh, you. I love how you're like, honey. I'm flying to Geneva this weekend. Me and the Lamborghini boys are hanging out again. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with a bunch of dudes. Your car is the exact same. I'm going to use some of my credit card miles. Which car are you taking? Well, the same one you are. I'll be behind you. (laughs) Just a whole line of... (laughs) Well, I can't say it on the radio, but yeah. (laughs) Of those guys. Those guys. The one percenters. Buffy, pull it around. Uh, let's see. I learned tonight. I feel like we're doing Green Mile practice executions tonight. Oh yeah, oh, Nightside yeah. has helped. Nightside has helped me through this so much. Some Brandon, thanks, Brandon. You remember when we when we first stopped the show when we did the ten year run? Uh, we got all emotional last night. I'm just going to commit right now to the fact that I have not nearly been as emotionally attached to the show over these last four months. So it's been awesome. It's there been won't a lot be of fun. there won't be an emotional there won't be an emotional. Uh, going away it'll be semi-emotional it'll be but you know what i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna say that this show because what year are we in now 2020 mm-hmm. i'm gonna say that this show is 14 years old though oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah 
Yeah. We've been doing. I guess how long did we do the show, the radio show? I guess it was fourteen years. Well, it's and it's even though podcast. we did it, even though we did it ten and a half, and then we go, oh, uh, we come back after two and after three years, three and a half years to do a four month run. Well, it's the it's the podcast gives us that documentation. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, we're good. Some time stamped uh, do- uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, I've sure. got a Zen headline. What do you got? Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe you have noticed, or maybe you saw the story of the teddy bear that was lost oh, up in Canada. I didn't know the story about this. I saw that Ryan Reynolds was pledging money for a teddy bear, though. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds kind of brought this to everyone's attention. He offered straight up 5000 bucks reward for the return yeah. of this teddy bear. Now, he doesn't have any direct tie to it, but the young woman named Mara Soriano. Oh, it's not a kid? Her- uh, lost, well, I don't know how this person is, but it doesn't matter. The age doesn't matter here, I think, in the larger scheme of things. Um, this this girl, woman girl. Had woman girl. A, <laughs> this woman girl, age irrelevant, uh, <laughs> had a teddy bear. And in that teddy bear contains a recording of her late mother's voice, kind of that last thing she has of her mom. Oh, cool. uh, a bag of hers was stolen, including the teddy bear. She didn't think she'd ever see it again, but she kind of started to put the word out. And um, and the um, it was amplified by Ryan Reynolds, and sure enough, it was found. Oh, this woman! I bet she's late teens, early twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Here's more. A photo, I thought I'm she looks college aged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's kind so, of my thought. So in her twenties, some sometime anyway. But someone actually found it, and they returned it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds say there's five thousand bucks in this, no questions asked. And they said, you know what? They found it. The police, the police are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mr. Reynolds does not speak for the police. We have a lot of questions. If you bring it back, we yeah. actually strictly have a ton of questions for you. So, But that's a very good – That's a very, and was the recording still on there? That's the question. Yeah, the recording's still uh, on there. Yeah, she recovered that it part, intact. See, that part, that's the part like – because let's say you get that teddy bear, and even if you're a, a thief and you bring that thing home and, and your four-year-old uh, thief daughter – I mean, she's not a thief, but you're, she's the daughter of the thief – and he records his voice on it right over it, you know. So I'm yeah. glad. That, I'm glad that her mom's voice is still on it too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So we're uh, we're glad it got back there. Great Zen headline. Thanks to Ryan Reynolds. Seems like an all around good guy. Did- and you know, I've been sitting here talking all night long. Yep. And now I have my kids like literally over my shoulder. They just wanted to see the teddy bear. Of all the things we talked about a, tonight, of all the four months of things that they wanted to see. I mean, my kids raced. They in wanted here. to see the 2020 Teddy Ruxpin. There you go. See that bear right there, guys? That was worth $5,000. That's a $5,000 teddy bear. All right. I'm nervous that your kids are going to start cussing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sign off here, (laughs) and we'll be back again tomorrow night. Uh, Two more nights left of the Nightside Project live on the air here on KSL News Radio. For Ethan Millard, I'm Alex Curie. We'll talk to you tomorrow. KSL's Unrivaled's up next. Good evening, 8 o'clock at KSL News Radio. I'm Mark Jackson, KSL's top local story this hour is developing news. First up this hour, unified police on the scene right now of a bear. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. 
Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.